I'm Julie. I'm Amy. And it's time to pucker up. So we want to get started with a couple of things. We recorded an entire episode last Friday night, Thursday night, which we then lost to the ether. So we're a real podcast now, Mom. Yeah. I don't know. If, well, it, it was just the, the forces of nature were all against us that on was Thursday. A, that was a rough night. Like, for some reason, GarageBand didn't want to pick up my microphone. So whatever, we're back to our Skype calls. The Washington Capitals are back from the West Coast. Life will be fine. So the first thing I want to cover, um, we had mentioned in a previous episode, Corey Crawford had not been playing because he'd gone on IR due to a concussion. And then he was struggling with some concussion related vertigo. So now we know he missed a total of 10 months. He hadn't played since 12-23-17, and he made his first start for Chicago last week. Yeah, and I can't remember how that went, though. Uh, it was rough, I believe. Yeah, well, I can't imagine that it wouldn't be, well, to be honest. Well, it was rough, and I kind of thought, you know, like, why would you not send him for conditioning? That's right, we did talk about that. the Ice Hogs for conditioning. You would think that, because well... The Unless other goalies he's... that haven't played in a game since before the beginning of the season, Corey Schneider went to Binghamton Devils for conditioning, and then uh, Scott Darling went to the Charlotte Checkers for conditioning. So why wouldn't you do that? See, the only, and the only reason I could think of was, well, if he's so prone to injury, but then if he's so prone to injury, why are you playing him anywhere? I mean, if you're out for 10 months with a concussion, don't you kind of think it's time to, like, not. Mm, I mean, yes, but I mean, when hockey players, when it's time to like I know not they don't for hockey players way. in the course of the game, like a game, any game, they don't care. So why should this be any different? And who do they listen to, really? Nobody. Like, yeah. Nobody. I mean, that's so. It's uh, just bad. I mean, I can't imagine having a concussion and then missing 10 months and being like, yeah, I'll go back in. I just don't like. Go coach somewhere at that point. Don't go back and put yourself in that situation where you're at That's risk for another. That's just such a deeply ingrained part of hockey culture that I wish would go away, and it won't ever because it's been there for so long. Like, hockey players are tough. They'll go back out and get stitches and, and skate their next shift. Okay. That's what's expected of you. Stitches blah, blah, are blah, different blah, blah, blah. from a concussion. I understand that, but it's the whole, like I said, it's, yeah, it's, the, it's the culture. It's the mentality. Miles Wood played the rest of the game after he got his teeth knocked out. Brooks Orpik kept playing after part of his pinky got cut off. Like, it's stupid. Boys are dumb. Well, that's true. And who's that? Oh, God. The name is escaping me now. The the old guy that talks on Coach's Corner in Canada with the funny suits. Don Cherry. Thank you. Don Cherry was coach. Don Cherry is still on this Coach's Corner talking about these good Canadian boys will get back out there when they're and they're not wimps and they're tough and they fight. Don Cherry's an old is, racist who needs to be off the TV. I understand that and I wholeheartedly agree. But but this league is full of kids and grown ups who listened to him when they were kids. Yeah. And full of coaches who listened to him when they were kids. So you know, I I hesitate to say it, but until we get more women in the sport, it's not going to change. Well, until we get people who believe that CTE is a thing, it's not going to change. Well, that's true, too. But when you have a lawyer running the league, then, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> uh, Chicago ended up putting Anton Forsberg on waivers, which I honestly was a little surprised he cleared, considering Toronto's goaltending situation. 
lots of goaltending situations to be honest there was just one there was just one today wasn't there oh quick oh yeah jonathan quick who is made of glass glass and spite yeah um, pretty much is out again actually the devils sent eddie lack to binghamton on a conditioning stint so i'm wondering if they're not ready to give their starting goalie job to keith i hope so because they're sending eddie on a conditioning stint to binghamton so he gets some games because he hasn't played a game with jersey they haven't had any back-to-backs darling not darling fuck schneider Schneider just came back from a conditioning stint because he had surgery in the offseason. He did not play well in Binghamton. So I wonder if they're going to, you know, it, there's another three goalie situation if they don't put Corey on waivers because God knows they're not going to get anything for him. No, because everybody knows Corey Crawford's not, not Corey Crawford. Corey Schneider is not that good of a goalie. And no, not reason- even even when he tries hard, he he tries hard, hard, and every once in a while, he's got a really good game in him. But if you're talking about the Jersey Devils, the last se- last season, their more consistent goalie was Keith. Keith got them to the playoffs. Well, yeah, and he's continued to, to play very strongly behind them early in the season. Yes, because they're, they have played some really sloppy games, and Keith has bailed them out. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't make that guy... Yeah, you don't make that guy sit out some games you keep using them well you can't i mean obviously the option is to put lack on waivers i'm not sure eddie lack wouldn't get picked up by somebody at this point again yeah it's like the goalies are dropping like flies out there because it's kind of i mean right now like eddie lack kind of not eddie lack god i'm really with it today <laughs> keith kincaid had the same kind of situation last year that the capitals had with grubauer where keith really carried them into the playoffs and then he lost the first two games the only difference is Corey was not good enough to get the devils any further Corey won one game out of the three he played he did and the one that he i mean he came in in relief in the second game they won the first game back in Jersey against Tampa Bay, which was a blowout. And that's the one where Brian Boyle threatened to kill the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. That's one of your favorite games. Yeah, it was great. Well, no, a lot of, <laughs> there were a lot of great things in that game. And then I believe it was Hedman who speared Nico Heischer in the Nards, which was uncool. So, Well, leave it to Victor Hedman. I can't remember if it was Hedman or who's the other one. Oh, there's lots of other no, ones. There's, there's two guys on Tampa Bay. It's Hedman. Oh, Kunitz is on no, Tampa Bay now. Fuck Chris Kunitz, the 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 Russian. Oh um, shit. There's yeah, two yeah. guys on Tampa Bay, Amy. Yeah, the Russian. Shit. I'll think of it. I'll really? Google it. Keep I'm talking. Not, I'm not thinking of Vasilevsky. I'm thinking. Uh, Shit. Yeah, although, you know. He's friends with all of the other Russians. Why can't I not think of his name? Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow. I'm really Roster. doing well today. I think he's out hurt right now, too. Or is it Hedman that's out hurt? <laughs> One of them is out hurt. Kucherov! Thank you. God. <laughs> One of the other follow-ups is Kyle Dubas went to Switzerland to negotiate with William Nylander. Apparently it didn't go well, because Willie was then practicing with a team in Austria, and he's still not signed. Um, no, he's not. And now, just to add a little something to that, Austin Matthews is out for at least four weeks. Yeah, Austin and Matthews. And everybody's separated shoulder. Um, yeah, and everybody's 
well, is this going to, you know, hurry up the negotiations with Willie? Look, if either side were interested in hurrying these negotiations up, they'd be done by now. He only has a month left. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... December 1st. Yeah. And here we are on October 29th. Time is growing short, sir. I mean, but I mean, I kind of feel like maybe the Austin thing will push it, but I don't know. I know what it it pushed me to have to pick someone else up to fill out my fantasy team, and I'm a little bit pissed off about it. I picked up Nazem Kadri, but I don't know. He's no Austin Matthews. No, but they're putting they're putting Kadri on a line with Marlowe and oh, Dangle calls it the Mar Cadmar line. So who else? Um, Oh, Martin. Yep. No, didn't Martin get traded? I don't think so. Matt Martin plays for the New York Islanders, so it's not Mark Hadmar. Maybe it's Marner. Marner, it is. Mitch Marner. It used to mean something different. Uh, But it was a line that worked really well for them last season, so maybe you'll get something out of Nazem Kadri now. Well, I mean, aside from injuries to Alexander Ovechkin. Shut the fuck up. I didn't forget, and neither did Alex Ovechkin. Nope. We talked about how the Capitals were kind of at their roster cap, and they don't have any. They don't have anyone now. I think that doesn't have to clear waivers because I think now Verona has passed the sh- threshold. Yep. Because um, it's like it's like a hundred games. Mm-hmm. So Verona's passed that. So I guess actually they do no because Bowie's over the age threshold. Yep. Or something. Yeah, they're the all contract. Everybody threshold. who's so, here has to go down through waivers. There's nobody else left that doesn't have the clear waivers. So they had put Magna on waivers and he had cleared, but they hadn't sent him down. So they finally sent him down. We'd also mentioned that Hershey had dropped their first four games. They ended up dropping their first five. Finally won their sixth, which was against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Yay, um, beat the little baby pens. And then um, Vitek Vanacek got a shutout against the Charlotte Checkers. I believe it was Charlotte Checkers. And was the AHL Player of the Week. Yay! He got the second star of the night last night's game, I think? Yes. As well. Last night's game, yeah, he was second star of the night. Riley Barber was first. They won against Lehigh Valley in a shootout. Was that a shootout last night? No, it wasn't last night. It was um, (laughs) Saturday night they went to a shootout because it was the same night the Caps went to a shootout. Yes. That was agonizing. We're going to talk yes, about the Caps going to shoot out because that was Amy and I were in the car together on the way back from New Jersey, and it was a fucking nightmare. Yes, it was. Um, Thank God we were almost home by the time it reached that point. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the Imagine Dragons curse is now officially dead because first it was Vegas hadn't won a game since Imagine Dragons played on the ice, and then they hadn't won a game in regulation, then they hadn't won a game at home, then they finally won a game. They still aren't that good this season, though. I read a no, they are today, not. I think it was from Deadspin, about can either the Caps or Vegas make it back to the final this year? And they were like, sure, the Caps probably can. Vegas is a different story. It's funny. I was, I, and I think I mentioned some of this in the Slack today, but I didn't mention this part. So I was listening to my, my Puck Soup Extra Patreon episode where um, for the month of October, they decided to assign sort of a Halloween costume to each team in the league. Mm-hmm. And their um, their costume for Vegas was get a get a little shirt and pants outfit that makes you look like the ocean, you know, blues and greens and stuff like that. And then put a palm tree on each shoulder and carry around a bucket of sand because you're a mirage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, we also talked about how the season ticket holder party got rescheduled because of the weather. Um, I was hoping that we'd managed to fit it in before Halloween at Six Flags was over, but it's not going to be at Six Flags. It's going to be at Capital One like it was last year. So, And that means it's going to be a shit show, and I don't even know if I'm going to go. It wasn't that bad. Um, no, but... It's the never thing with the wristbands fun. was bad because they told us the wristbands meant one thing and then the list had wristbands meaning another thing. And I was like, look, I got a wristband because I wanted to take a picture with Alex Ovechkin and that is not what my wristband is indicating. It's indicating that I'm getting a signature from TJ Oshie and of all the things I could get today, that is the last thing I want. <laughs> I was real mad at TJ Oshie still. Yeah, well, there's more new fun reasons to be mad at TJ Oshie, but that's a different story. Are there? Well, yeah, because of his... his oh, um, God. Yeah, okay. His thing about how he thinks the Seattle team should be called the Totems because he's a fucking idiot. Yes. Fun and that I thing. love it. Aye, aye, aye. Poor, poor tone-deaf TJ. Yeah, he's so stupid. He's just... He means well, but he's like a golden retriever bringing you a dead animal. Woof! <laughs> we were in the car on the way back to New Jersey, and every time TJ Oshie would have a bumper. Um, Hi, I'm TJ Oshie it, from your Stanley Cup winning Washington Capitals. You're, you're listening, listening to, to Caps Radio 24-7. Woof! Amy would just go, woof. Every single... <laughs> I... <laughs> and it made you giggle. It did. <laughs> In general news, God fucking damn, we have to talk about this shit again. Tom Wilson. Tom the Sandlot Wilson. We'll get to Halloween costumes later. I don't want. I don't even want to fucking talk about Amy. Tom Wilson's <sighs> Batman appeal took seven hours. Batman took the weekend to write up his thoughts. He took a whole week. And then it didn't get sent out until Thursday. And then it was like forty pages long, and I didn't even fucking read it because I don't fucking care. And Bettman held up the verdict and blah, blah, blah. What the fuck? Bettman doesn't care about women. And I realized that he's taking a stand and he's not the one who overturned Austin Watson's sentence anyway. But like... Uh... And now on Halloween, we get to figure out whether or not... Our neutral arbitrator, arbitrator who who and got fired from the MLB for not being able to do his fucking job. Yeah, it's the same arbitrator that did the Austin Watson appeal. So if it doesn't get reduced, the message being sent, which is, I don't know. I mean, you know, Gary Bettman says he hopes Tom Wilson gets the message, but I'm honestly not sure what the message is. Yeah, the message has never been very clear. And that's um, the problem. The message is, as far as I can tell, it only matters what you do to hurt someone if you're below a certain threshold of talent. Gary Bettman puts out this long ass thing and he says that he hopes Tom gets the message. And I don't know if Tom can get the message because I don't think Tom Wilson's very smart. I, on the other hand, am incredibly smart and I'm not sure what the message is, Amy. Well, I think, like you said, the message is more than likely if you are above a certain talent threshold, and we talked about this with Crosby last time, but we can bring everybody's favorite rap boy into this conversation too if you want, Sweet. that what you do on the ice between the whistles does not matter. What I said on Twitter was, 
it seems to me like the message is if you have a certain level of talent and make the NHL a certain amount of money, the rules don't apply to you. And the example that I used was Sidney uh, Crosby in, I believe, game two, three, something of the 2017 the cup, final. Yeah. cup final, where he dribbled P.K. Subban's head off the ice. Now, for somebody with a concussion history, that seems pretty fucked up. I compared this to Alexander Burroughs flipping his shit and wailing on Taylor Hall last year. Mm-hmm. Burroughs got 10 games. Taylor Hall, I mean, because he was hitting Taylor Hall. So is the message also, not only do you have to have a level of talent, but the person you've decked must be below a level of talent. So, for example, Max Domi sucker punches Aaron Ekblad and gets suspended for it. Max Domi but, below a threshold, Aaron Ekblad above a threshold. But in the reverse, Brad Marchand above a threshold bloodies Lars Eller up below a threshold and gets nothing. Also pointing out that Lars Eller is not Canadian. True. And you would think that sit well, no. Sidney Crosby is always going to be above a threshold. Yeah, but pick a threshold. You would but think yeah. P.K. Subban would also be above a threshold, but P.K. Subban's black. Mm-hmm. Even though he's a good Canadian boy. He's a good Canadian boy, and he's an incredible hockey player, but he's still black. Mm-hmm. So I'm still waiting for Gary Bettman <laughs> to tell me what the message is, because today Bettman comes out and he says, you know, we don't want to be specific about what injuries are because our guys will target the injured area then or the recently injured area so you want guys to be better but you also expect them to be that way so what's the message gary yeah what you want and what you expect should be the same thing i want to make a big sign and i just want every time from now on that the caps are on national tv I just want to go stand where the cameras can see me with a big sign that says, what's the message, Gary? Don't you think? I th- I feel like that would just... I think Franny agrees with you. Franny likes um, my idea. <laughs> no, I think that, um, I think that's actually not a bad idea at all. Like, what's, honestly, what's the message, Gary? Then if this arbitrator reduced Austin Watson's sentence... I keep calling it a sentence like they're going to jail. Austin Watson should go to jail. Suspension. If they reduced Austin Watson's suspension and they don't reduce Tom Wilson's, what does that, what, what is the message there, Gary? Well, see, he has an out though. Again, our- Gary didn't have anything to do with that, but he hired that arbitrator or co-hired that arbitrator. We'll have to have Brian on sometime to talk about the arbitration and- Unions that would be fun. Shit. That would be fun. We'll have we'll have a live in person. Brian asks, "Why are the devils bad?" Let's move on from this because I'm so sick of talking about Tom Wilson. I was like, Steve Dangle pulled this hit on Saturday while we were at the Devils game. That was Ivan Provorov of the Flyers nailing Anders Lee open ice, 
And I think I understand what Steve was trying to say. And yeah, there are ways to open ice hit guys without injuring them the way Tom Wilson does because Tom Wilson's way of hitting people is bad. But I also feel like that hit was a bad example because Provorov's feet come off the ice. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same kind of hit to die that on, Wilson does. The it's the same kind of hit that Wilson does, but but because of Wilson's size and because of the full body uppercut. Look, I, I'm the, telling the, you the, the term that you have coined. His Steve, feet don't Steve have to leave the ice to do the same thing. And fine, if you want to call it a full body uppercut, there's literally no better way to describe the way Tom hits. Yeah, so. and because he does that, his feet doesn't don't have to leave the ice. Well, because he's it's, six four. Exactly. How big is Provorov? I don't know. Right, but in order to get the same kind of hit. Provorov has to leave the ice. Wilson doesn't. Provorov's six one. Skate blades are three inches high. Yeah. So I just, I'm tired of Tom Wilson. I'm tired of everyone being like, oh, well, you love Tom Wilson when he's playing. I don't. I really, I'm over it. I'm over him. I'm done. Every time he gets to a certain, I don't want to say plateau, but a certain point in, in his career where you really start to think, all right, he's bringing production to the game. He's changed. He's bringing a he's modicum, modicum of leadership into the game. He goes and fucks it all up, and I'm sick <laughs> of it. Yeah, because there was a point last year where we were like, we realized, and maybe they're still doing this. They may be. They were at one point last year, it was clear that Tom was being groomed for leadership within the team. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think... Frankly, that whole speech he gave about how, you know, I went and met with all the people that I met with and we talked about where the line was and how I can't go over the line again. I think that was part of that. But now that I look back on it, like was it being bullshit? 2020, exactly. Was that just a whole bunch of was it, stuff they said that he should say? Was it bullshit or is it so inconsistent he truly doesn't know? Because what's 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 the message, Gary? All I can think of whenever you say that now is, what's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> Let's talk about something more fun. I'm fucking sick of talking about Tom Wilson. I don't even want to talk about his fucking Halloween costume, because he shouldn't be allowed to have fun. Um, Plus, it was shitty. It was shitty! Like, he took the shirt off, and I was like, wait, he's just wearing a white t-shirt. That's everyday Tom. His sh- His shitty costume was worse than my shitty costume. Your costume was great and you had good makeup. I had really good makeup because, hey, surprise, Amy, I'm really good at makeup. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'll send you the picture where you can really see my eye makeup later. My For my Slytherin Hogwarts student costume. that I, I, Look, nobody's going to beat my roommate. She was awesome. She was the cutest little Linda Belcher. So there's an Innova blood drive that's going to be happening at the beginning of December. And um, the giveaway is a Michael Kempney bobblehead. And as so many Washington Unless capitals, he's topless, I don't want it. Topless? Pantsless. I mean, he can wear a Speedo. Unless, uh, you know how Washington Capitals bobblehead giveaways sometimes are. They look nothing like the guy that they're supposed to be. And this is no exception. He is a little bit cross-eyed and it doesn't look like him. So it's a good thing it's labeled. If you're going to make a bobblehead a little bit cross-eyed, make it Niskanen. <laughs> Leave Matt Niskanen alone. I love him, but he's a little bit cross-eyed. Did you see the quote from him where he was like talking about ma- making the other team skate 200 feet through a pile of bodies? Yes, and I loved it. And I was like, okay, Matt. I always knew he was a serial killer. Him and Nick Backstrom, serial killers in crime. 
Serial killer partners in crime. Carolina and Philly are both carrying three goalies. Not for long. Yeah, Carolina hasn't sent a goalie down yet, even though Darling is now backing up Mrazek because Mrazek's been winning. And then I don't know what's going on in Philly, but they need to stop trying to put Neuwirth out there. Stop trying to make Michael Bones of Glass Neuwirth a thing. He's worse at hockey than Andre Burakovsky. That's bad. <laughs> I feel bad, like, continuing to shit on Andre because there was this... Did you read the article that came out about him today? No, I did not. So there was this article that came out about Andre Burakovsky today about how he started working with this, like, sports therapist, sports psychologist, or whatever. Oh, he, he does, was working with one last season, too. He does journaling before and after every game, and he tries to, like, let things go and he tries to not let things get to him and he tries not to beat himself up over things and like i like him as a boy he's a good little puppy dog well but until he's a man he won't be a good hockey player he's just a good little puppy that's not housebroken yet and until he's housebroken i don't want anything to do with him that sounds about right Well, and, you know, I believe in the whole, well, I believe in the whole therapy thing or I wouldn't do it myself, but there's a point at which all of the journaling in the world and all of the whatever in the world like is going to change. Like not going to make him a better hockey player. It will to some extent, but not to the extent to which he needs to. Like, you could go to therapy all you wanted to and you're never going to be a good hockey player, Amy. That's, well, that's true. Can you even... Stand? I'm never going to be able to... I used to be able to ice skate pretty fairly well. I don't... I haven't done it in probably 30 years. Don't say that many years. Don't let people know how old you are. I'm old. Let's, uh... Let's talk about Keith Kincaid. Let's talk about Keith Kincaid. I love me some Keith Kincaid. Keith Kincaid was real good Saturday night. He was. And he had snacks. He did. Um, so we... Amy found this article about how Keith Kincaid has snacks during the game. Shouts out to Alex Pruitt at Sports Illustrated. It's his his piece. Um, so basically, like, even before he was a devil, he's always sort of had ways to kind of sneak food onto the bench, whether he's playing or whether he's sitting on the bench as backup. He used to put sunflower seeds and or popcorn in water bottles. Barbecue flavored sunflower seeds. It was very specific. Yes. Um, And uh, most recently, he's had Eddie Lack keep a giant soft pretzel on the bench for him. And during TV timeouts, he'll go over to the bench and like get a snack. And we've seen this now. Yes, we looked for it when we, we were, were there like, on Saturday we and damned if he didn't do so it. So we could see Heath snacking. All I wanted in the whole world was to find out that Eddie Lack tears off a piece and hand feeds it to him. Yeah, no, that'd be a little, that'd be a bridge too far. Would it, Amy? Would you put that past Eddie Lack? Do you not think Eddie Lack would think that was hilarious? Yeah, but I, I don't so much think Keith would think it was hilarious. Sorry, you don't think those two would think that was absolutely, like Keith Kincaid and Eddie Lack? All right, you you may have a point. Keith Kin- Keith Kincaid, who Eddie Lack calls Smooches. Oh my, yeah. One of these days, yeah. One of these days, he's gonna get fed. Jesus, let it be Eddie Lack, because it's not as much fun if it's Corey Schneider, or maybe it's more fun. No, it's gotta be Eddie, because Eddie calls him Smooches. Smooches. Also, because I like Eddie more. Not that I I'm dislike Corey, but it's partially the ginger factor, is it not? 
I don't mind a ginger. Look at Frank I mean, Anderson. That's true. I don't mind a ginger, but I think sometimes Look, it moves them down on, on. That's true. Sometimes it moves them down on the likability scale Corey of me. Schneider, no, the Corey Schneider's problem is that he looks like a Sedine in addition to being a ginger. Yeah, like more traditional looking gingers are creepier. He's like, like a, he's like a lost Sedine brother. <laughs> but ginger. Jordan Tutu retired. He did. Which is kind of. And what's sad is the only the only team I remember Jordan Tutu playing on was the Devils because at one point I remember that they had players named both Rutu and Tutu. Um, he has a book out that I've actually heard is pretty good. Mm. I've heard a couple, I've seen a couple of people talking about how it's pretty good now. Um, and additionally, Amy and I went to New Jersey on Saturday and it rained all the goddamn way up there and all the goddamn way back. And, and it was cold and windy and gross. It was. And insult to injury. Marcus Johansson didn't even play because he had He's the sick. Poor Jojo. The universe was really out to get me. On Saturday, JoJo didn't play. I kept getting cut off driving down the road. I slammed my hand on the top of my car door, putting my sweatshirt on. And then in the car earlier today, I was turned around into the back seat playing with the puppy. Hurt my hand again. I got it on. <gasps> the, I I got it on the uh, like the where it's bruised on the center console and just hurt myself. And I was like, <gasps> almost started crying. It really hurt. Somebody doesn't want you to use that hand for anything. <laughs> It's my left hand. I don't need it. Yeah, um, there you go. In uh, speaking of the Devils, we get to the lowlights, and the Devils had their first loss to the Colorado Avalanche on the back of a Gabe Landeskog hat trick, which I hate. It's like his third career hat trick. He got his first career hat trick against the Washington Capitals uh, last season. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I did mention when we recorded this earlier that. Last year, there, there may be an upside to this, depending on how you want to parse the the statistics here. He got his first hat trick of the season last season against the Capitals. The Capitals went on to win the Stanley Cup. He got his first hat trick of the season this season against the Devils. As much as I would like for Marcus Johansson's name to be on the Stanley Cup, I really want the Capitals to repeat. Yeah, I mean, I would prefer that too. I'm just, you know, trying to find silver linings in your cloud. <laughs> um, there was one interesting thing about that that I read was that that game was Kincaid's first regular season loss in regulation since they lost to the Anaheim Ducks on March 18th of 2018. So the Devils were 11-0-1 in Kincaid's past 12 regular season starts going into that game. See, and that's an even bigger case for them to do something with Corey Schneider and keep Eddie and, and Keith together. Right. I definitely read an article earlier this week talking about Keith and talking about how he could be some other team's starting goalie. Like, you think of Keith Kincaid as not being that good, but, like, fucking look at, like, Michael Neuverth. Like, fuck. Yeah, what he let in? Six goals on 22 shots the other day? Yeah. It was, uh, that was the Islanders game. That shit was rough. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out what to do with him, too. Yeah, he's hot garbage. Send him, send him to Lehigh Valley. I mean, they don't, really, they don't really need him in Lehigh Valley. They've got Alex Lyon down there, and he's better than Neuverth. Maybe he'll play for Redding. Oh, my God. 
If he if he goes all the way down to Reading, I will make my ass to a Reading game just to see how we'll god awful he is. We'll see. Do you know if Garrett Mitchell made the team? You know, I don't know, but while keep talking, and I'll look up the Royals roster. If we go, if we go, we well, if he does, which is it's not gonna happen. Pipe dream. We could go, and then we could see the baby's Ajax, which we talked about because while we were at the Devils game, because Travis's Ajax plays for the <laughs> Devils. And then Garrett Mitchell, if he made the team, and, uh, <laughs> fucking Michael Neuwirth. Oh, it looks like Baby Zajac isn't even there anymore. <sighs> no. I do not see Baby Zajac, nor do I see Garrett Mitchell. Mindy, no. Um, Maybe they should, they should might bring Lion up. I think they should, but they have Brian Elliott and now Calvin Pickard. Calvin Pickard's good. See, I think I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you make Newby the backup. No. Make Calvin number one. Put Newby and see if you can get something for Elliot. Like if I'm thinking like a GM. Oh, make Newby the backup. And see if you can get something for Elliot because there's there's teams out there that need a goalie. True. Slip Newby through waivers and call Lion up. There's no way he's worse to have on your team than Neuwirth. Like, seriously. I've seen Lion play. He has the potential to be really good. I've seen him fucking stonewall the Bears. <laughs> yeah, The Bears but... are putting, like, 50 shots on goal. So I would like to see him get more it, in a In terms of asset management, though, if you have something, like, you might be able to get something for Brian Elliott. Maybe, at yeah, this point. The other two guys, Neuwirth. no. Pickard, so... Pickard, it depends on who you went for. How much do the Kings regret trading Darcy Kemper now? You know? Because Darcy Kemper was good as a backup to Jonathan Quick. Darcy Kemper got me hella goalie wins. I mean, not hella. He didn't play that many games, but mostly when Where he is played, he now? Um, I believe Arizona. I think that's where right. he was traded to. I think he's still playing in Arizona as their backup. While we're speaking of contracts, I think it shouldn't be allowed to sign someone to a massive extension while they're suspended. Yeah, how about? I mean, you know what? You can go to the All-Star game while you're suspended, right? Sure. So I guess you can get signed while you're suspended for doping. I mean, that's just a dumb move on the part of Vegas, but... Mm. I mean, so if you're wondering what we're talking about, Nate Schmidt re-signed with Vegas for six years at, like, four-something a year? I don't remember. No, six years at like six something a year. It was thirty seven five maybe? I don't remember what it was. I don't care. Fuck Nate Schmidt. You know I hate Nate Schmidt. Yeah, we I am done with Nate Schmidt. And you know what? That was because he was mean to Tom Wilson. He was. Although, you know, he's available in our fantasy league and Ew. when he comes off Nate Schmidt, when he comes off suspension, I might pick him up because I mean, done some points sitting there. That's true. I don't have any room because who did I pull off of IR? I had somebody come off of IR and had to dump. I dumped Devin Shore because somebody came off of IR. And I think I have Jesper Bratt still sitting in IR as well. Ugh. Poor little Jesper. <laughs> he is going on the road trip with the Devils. They have a seven-game road trip that start. Uh, they left today. It starts tomorrow night. And... Um, he gets to go on the road trip because he's close enough to coming back that Hines wants him in all the meetings. Oh, well, you know. So, congratulations on healing from your broken jaw, little buddy. Next up is Gritty. Is Grinty, Gritty Antifa? Antifa, yes. We don't know, but a lot of those weird-ass Twitter, Twitter accounts have adopted him like they have Peppy the Frog, and it scares me. Sexy Gritty. I there saw- was... 
yeah. one sexy gritty sighting on Twitter. I haven't seen any more, but Halloween isn't here yet. Honestly, um, it was the most disappointing sexy gritty you could imagine. Yeah, it was like skinny blonde girl trying to be skinny blonde girl as much as possible yeah. whilst throwing some orange fur on Look, her. Look, man, she had on like the orange fur like leg warmer things that for that like weird anime convention girls wear. And That's a really good way to describe them actually. Look, it's not really a cosplay thing. It's just weird anime convention girls. Sorry to the weird anime convention girls that I know. I'm not really. Why the fuck do you wear those things? It's like and like it's the same kind of person that wears like a fox tail. Like you're kind of a furry, but you're not really a furry. Like you don't want to commit all the way to being a furry, and you probably don't know the history behind why people wore fox tails. I don't know that, but that's probably um, not a discussion for this podcast. Wear, actually, no, I'll tell you because you know we brought it up. They wore them hung on their belts to keep lice off of their bodies, so the lice would go for the foxtail and maybe not for your body. Ew. Yeah, I learned that. I mean, when I worked at Renfair. Well, that sounds like a very Renfair a thing, people, actually. A lot of people wore them. Um, you know, the lower class folks, of which I was at Renfair. Um, and then, so this girl has, like, and she's got, like, this headdress thing. So it's just, like, her blonde hair and this orange headdress thing. And, like, if I'm dressing in, like, a Philadelphia Flyers, like, t-shirt, long sleeve shirt, it was not. Like, yeah, no. If I'm dressing as sexy gritty, the question was posed to me, where do you put your googly eyes? First of all, you have googly eyes because Gritty has googly eyes. She did not have any googly eyes whatsoever. There were eyes on the head thing, but they were oh, not googly. That is correct. Um, so they were like Kermit eyes instead of googly eyes. So you have to have your googly eyes. And I feel like if you're really going for a sexy Gritty, the only option for where to put your googly eyes is on your nipples. I'm thinking... I will accept no other option than on your nipples because that's where I'd put mine. And then we saw a dog dressed as Gritty and it was extremely He had horrible. good googly eyes. His googly eyes were like balanced on his nose. Capitals played the Oilers and it was a disaster. Yeah. It was the Washington Dun-Dun-Dun's again. Ooh, it was bad. I went to bed. Like, were you, no, were you over for that one? You were over for that one and we were just like, oh. And you left part of the way through it, and I went to bed. Yeah. It was rough. Yep. It was not worth staying up until 10 o'clock to start a hockey game. No. It was actually a 9 o'clock start, but yeah. Oh, whatever. It was not it worth, was not worth a continuing to stay up. That fucking late. Like, how dare the Washington Capitals make me watch a game that's not even starting until 9 o'clock and then lose? Right? How dare. I'm going to say the same shit when we go on our annual California trip that we get just get ass blasted on every year. I said what I said, Amy. I don't disagree with it. Um, we also played Calgary on Saturday. Saturday. Which, fucking Calgary, guys. Come on. They got shellacked by the goddamn Pittsburgh Penguins. Nine to one. And we took them to a shootout. Like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, one could say that they were playing harder than they normally might because they got shellacked the night before. I mean, we listened to the radio call and 
John Walton was honestly pretty horrified for much of the second period. He was like, they just keep turning it over! Both teams! Yeah, it was... It was hot garbage. Mm-hmm. And we did have a shootout, and that shootout featured... So Julie and I are in the car, and we're listening, and it goes to a shootout, and, and holy Amy, crap. And Amy's like, yeah, who do you think they're going to put out for the shootout? And I was like, well, T.J. Oshie, obviously. You put out T.J. Oshie, you put out Yevgeny Kuznetsov. And then number three, I was like, oh, they're going to pull out Ovi, and that's going to suck. No, like, they came up with a suckier option. I was like, and what I literally said to Amy right before this happened was <coughs> literally Sorry. anyone would be better than Ovi, even John Carl... No, not John Carlson. And what happened? The universe John heard me. Fucking Carlson in the shootout. The universe heard me. And it went like you expected. Badly. Right. And then they brought up Mean Lars and he got the job done. I don't understand why they, ha- like, save Mean Lars for, like, the cleanup hitter position. Just put him well, out there third. You, yeah, you always start with Osh. And then Koozie's your next best bet. It should be it should be Oshi, Koozie, Nikki all the time unless somebody's hurt. I told you the story about a couple of seasons ago when I was listening to the tail end of a game in my car, like on the way home from the airport or something. And it went to a shootout and I think they like, they like, and I knew the moment they were going to lose because they put Marcus Johansson out there third. And I was like, nope, that's it. We're done. Mm, mm, mm. I knew, I knew in my, I love him. Shootout, not his forte. No. And the shootout is not Ovi's forte either. And I wish people would recognize that. The only time that Obi would ever be good in good in a shootout, like a big percentage of shootout like goals, would be if you allowed him to skate the puck over to his office and just smack it in. Yeah. Which is not allowed in a shootout, I guess. It or totally he'd do is. It. As long as the puck continues moving forward, it's game. Because well, people threw a fit about one of the Goudreau ones from last season because they were like, he pulled the puck back. He didn't. It was fine. It was pretty good. I don't understand. Like, what they need. I want to see Jacob Verona try it. I do, too. I want to see Verona try it. I want to see Lars Eller try it. Mm. Because Lars Those are two good choices. Jacob Verona, I want to see because I've never seen him shoot out before. I don't know that I've seen Eller do it. I don't think I have either. Based on the two players most likely to score shorthanded chances, Brett Connolly and Lars Eller would be better choices than John Carlson or Alex Ovechkin. Actually, the the two, as far as shorthanded goes, wouldn't Shenandler be in there as well? Maybe, maybe a little Steve, but like, I'm not sure. For the same reason, I'm not sure about Verona. Mm. And also, I probably wouldn't put Connolly in there right now because he's so snake bit. Yeah, he is. And I might not put Jacob in there for the same reason. By the way, I showed my friend Mandy... A picture of the Oshis and the Connollys from Halloween. Oh my god! And I told her how how old T.J. Oshi was, and then based on that, I asked her to tell me how old Brett Connolly was, and she was like, "I um, well, he's got a beard," and and you know, she was she was you know out loud kind of musing all her. I was like, "All right, let me let me phrase it to you this way: If I told you that that gentleman in that picture was twenty five years old, what would you say?" She said, "I would say I was going to say he was forty. Is it weird to you to think that Yevgeny Kuznetsov and Brett Connolly were born in the same year? Yes, very much so. And that Brett Connolly is only a year older than Christian Juice. Yes, 
Why does Brett Connolly look like he's aged like specific, like hard long years more than the rest of his team? <laughs> it's like Ovi. Ovi's only 33. I know, but Ovi, like the signs of Ovi's aging fit in with his genetics. If you look at his mother and father, I you see, I okay, Ovi should look like that at the age of 33. I don't know because what Connolly's when Ovi, parents look like. Yeah. Still, Maybe. like. Maybe he's just gonna look like this for the next forty years. When Ovi was twenty five, he didn't look like he was thirty three, though. No, that's true. He he looks much more attractive now than he did at twenty five. Oh my god, yes. Let's get I think into... the older he gets, the better looking he gets. Let's get into highlights because we can talk about how weird it is. Yes. Brett Connolly looks old as the hills for hours, <laughs> and we have. So we went to Caps Casino night. We did, and it was lots of fun. It's always a great time, as some of you may know. Amy has a little tattoo on her shoulder of Alex Ovechkin. I do. And it's the face he's making after the thieves. And she showed it to him. I showed it to Ovi. And the first thing he did was ask the little dude that was with him. It was okay if he was, basically, if he had permission to sign it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to sign it. I just wanted you to see it. And he laughed and he thought it was great. And, um, And then I showed it to TJ Oshie and he said, have you shown that to Ovi? Yes. And then I showed it to Koozie, and that was my favorite story of the night. Because Koozie looked at it for a minute, and he went, oh, it's Ovi. And I said, yeah. And he said, next time you get Koozie, different place. My favorite weird story of the night was Lindsay and I were standing in line to take a picture with Cup. I love this story. And we're standing there, and I'm pretty drunk. And I turn around, and I see someone in line behind us. And I'm like, and he's a few people back. And I'm standing there and I'm like, I turn to Lindsay and I'm like, why the fuck is he waiting in line to take a picture with the cup? He fucking won the thing. His name is on the thing. What? So I yell, Madison, why are you waiting in the line? I don't know if he heard me. I don't care. (laughs) I just want to know why Madison Bowie was waiting in the line to take a picture with the Stanley Cup when he goddamn won the thing. Because he's a boy and he doesn't know. He was just, I'm sure he was just trying to be nice. But we were definitely over there and Ovi just kind of stormed over and like took over the whole thing. Surprise. Speaking of which. Alex does what he wants. How does he smell? Oh my God. I, so. I mean, I would say he smells like victory and caviar, but you have a better recollection. Definitely not like caviar. Um, (laughs) So... Thanks to Kara from Russian Machine, we managed to get a photo with Ovi, Lindsay and I did, and I, this is not something that I normally notice about guys, because I've, like, taken pictures with celebrities before, and somebody will be like, oh, what did, what did so-and-so smell like? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I didn't pay any attention to that. I put my arm around Alex Ovechkin's waist, and I don't know what fucking cologne he wears, Amy, but it smelled so good it smelled like victory and money and being incredibly handsome and like big dick energy that has a smell when you're with alex ovechkin it does i guess i bet i bet he and brian boyle wear the same cologne (sighs) that wouldn't surprise me so i guess you know what my new goal (laughs) is to ask alex ovechkin what kind of cologne he wears I want to fucking spray it on my pillows. I'm kidding. 
I kind of, I'm kind of not kidding. It smells so good. It smells we'll so good. We'll find out. It smelled so good. I want to wear it. I will investigate. If I could find I out what Tom told... Wilson's middle name is, I could figure out what kind of cologne Ovi wears. I have been told it's probably Tom Ford. Well, then I say we go to the mall and test our theory. <laughs> I don't want to go to the mall, Amy. I hate the mall. I do too. Um, let's see. Christian Juice was a temporary goalie in a game last week. He was, and he did a very good job. And then he sat on a guy. Just for fun. When I wrote this out, I wrote, Sidney Crosby has two goals this season. Coincidentally, so does Alex Chason. This must mean Alex Chason is one of the best players in the league, right? I mean, I think they might still have the same number of goals. I'm looking up Crosby's right now. Okay, I'll look up Chason's. um, Chason has three. I think he does, too. Crosby's got five now. Okay, hold on. He had two in Vancouver Saturday night. Oh, boo. I mean, like, up until that night, Brooks Orbick had more goals than Sidney Crosby. So, like, what the fuck? That's true. Alex Chason currently has three goals in five games. See, Crosby's played nine games. This there means Alex Chason's a better hockey player than Sidney Crosby. You heard it here, folks! That's right. I mean, I'm not saying that because I, like, hate Sidney Crosby or anything, but I do hate Sidney Crosby. Hockey versus zombies. Yeah, so NHL had one of their cool little, like, puck personality and i say cool very very sarcastically you discover that hockey players don't have a personality and, and or they're just stupid um where they where i should they have said them, austin matthews because austin matthews in that video literally said i play a lot of call of duty i think i'd be okay <laughs> they asked him what would happen in the zombie apocalypse so there's austin matthews answer i can't remember who it was that said he Go to a Walmart. Was it Max Domi? No. It was somebody... I don't remember who it was. But whoever it was, that was the most... I was like, I I just remember hearing it and immediately coming into the Slack to be like, oh my god, there's one that knows what to do. (laughs) And then, then there were several folks like Jack Eichel who were like, yeah, I'd just be dead. No, my favorite one, like... I don't remember, no, because Taylor Hall was really close to the beginning of the video, and they, like, the first, like, three or four guys they asked were like, I don't know, I guess I'd die. <laughs> and then you get to the guys who are like, I'd live a pretty long time, Jamie Ben. I'm really Jamie- big and strong. I'm Jamie Ben. I could fight zombies. I play hockey players all the time. Jamie Ben is so stupid. I love him so much. <laughs> Um, Braden Holtby gave a little concert in Calgary? Vancouver. Was it in Vancouver before they left for Calgary? Yes. Or was it in Winnipeg? No, it was in Vancouver before they left for Winnipeg, I I don't fucking know. I don't know what they did. All Western Canada might be, might as well be the same place to me. Uh, That's true, but, um... And I've been to Western Canada. He did have on his little hat for this show, did he not? I don't remember. I think he did. I and whenever I I completely blocked that out because he's such a bad singer. He's not great, Bob. Literally, Braden Holtby is that guy that comes on American Idol and he walks out and everybody's talking about how he's such a great singer and all of his family tells him how great he is, all of his friends tell him how great he is, and then he gets out there and he's like he can barely carry a tune. Dude's almost fucking tone deaf, and then it's like. That's Braden Holtby. Well, I described him in the Slack, and I stick by this this description, as um, the kind of singer that I always um, had crushes on in high school and would go to see them compete in local battles of the bands that they never just won. because they were adorable and not because they could sing. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the Washington Capitals, um, every year for their Halloween party, end up at Marivana, which is a Russian restaurant, and they do karaoke. In the past, we have been treated to such vocal stylings of Andrei Burakovsky, who was tone deaf, singing Dancing Queen. Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God, that kid cannot sing. Last night, we were treated to Nathan Walker and Travis Boyd singing Minute Works Down Under. Yes. Um, um, John Carlson and TJ Oshie singing Journey. Don't Stop Believing. Look, I want to point out that TJ Oshie did not have an actual microphone. TJ Oshie just had a beer bottle. And that's important news John that Carlson did not stop him from singing. Had the microphone. TJ Oshie was just singing into his beer bottle. And I had and they a real. Both god awful. Real harrowing moment where I realized that I am always like one beer away from being TJ Oshie at karaoke. I mean, sometimes Sin you are TJ Oshie at karaoke, but. My go to is Taylor Swift at karaoke. Also, I can sing. Let's <laughs> not go that far. What else? Did, uh, Ovi did We Are the Champions because obviously. <laughs> at um, some point, all the wives did Barbie I'm a Girl. Barbie Girl. And um, at some point, somebody was singing Bohemian Rhapsody because it was playing on the karaoke machine, but I couldn't tell who was singing it. I couldn't tell who was singing it. All I could hear was Nick Backstrom talking. Oh, wait, no, that was during Piano Man. Nick Backstrom was very drunk and talking very animatedly and very wearing Ovi's fireman hat. Yes. And a leather jacket. It was a lot. I may have had, like, a feeling. I hated it. Um, just for future reference. Jacob Vrana sang I Want It That Way. Yes, he did. Like the boy bander he is. Oh my god. I don't know who was singing with Rana. It was two people singing that song, but Yeah, I don't know. Travis Boyd dressed up like fucking Barry Trotz. It was And oh my god. If any look, he came in a solid second place as far as Washington Capitals Halloween costumes were ranked for me. First place being Braden Holtby and Brandy Holtby as Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga from A Star is Born. Yes, that is the top and of my list as well. you know well. what? I'm not saying that because it's even about Brandy Holtby. Brandy looked so good. She really did. Brandy Holtby is so hot. Like, I... Ugh. The dark hair really looks good it on her. It looks good. She had on, like, the dark wig. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, it looks really good on Gaga, too, but... Yeah. I love Lady Gaga. Anyway, let's get into some thighlights. We're she even of... had the frozen peas around her wrist, which is from a scene in the movie, by the way. <laughs> I noticed that. Um, <laughs> we're going to get into thigh lights because I'm just going to go down a rabbit hole of talking about how hot some of the wags are. I have written down Pretty Devil Fights Angry Cow News at 11. I remember who the angry cow is. I can't remember who the... Oh, Miles Wood. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> are you um, kidding? Yeah. Miles, Miles Wood, Wood and versus Jamie Ben decided to punch each other because Jamie Ben likes to punch people and Miles Wood is like the Tom Wilson of the Jersey Devils, only less stupid as far as I can tell. So um, so far, that was pretty hot. And then while we're talking about the Jersey Devils, I would like to make an honorable mention for probably the best Halloween costume I've seen as far as sexiness goes. Uh, to Blake Coleman, also of the Jersey Devils, who did a clothing swap with his wag, and uh, there were booty shorts involved. He honestly was dressed a little bit like a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Pretty much, yeah. Actually, that's pretty accurate. And his legs are unbelievable. Like, the next thing he should dress up as is Tim Curry from Rocky Horror. Like, do it. He could make it work. 
You'll look fly as fuck, my dude. Other Halloween costumes, they're uh, Jamie Benn. Not that we are talking about Jamie Benn again. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan did a couple's costume and then realized that it was a couple's costume and they dressed <laughs> in Mario as, as Mario and Luigi. And then after they realized it was a couple's costume, bullied Alexander Radulov into putting on like a Yoshi head beanie thing and being Yoshi with them so that it didn't look so much like a couple's costume, but it was pretty clear Radulov was third wheeling it. Oh, definitely. Um, Actually, Ben Bishop was the Beast oh, from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, was the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. He was awesome. I'm excited. Connor McDavid was Homer Simpson, so and it was horrible. scary as fuck. So horrible. Um, um, I'm excited to see what the annual Eric Carlson Wears a Dress is going to be. Oh, true. Oh, I don't know if, if you noticed when I put something in the Slack, but uh, other honorable mention goes to P.K. Subban and his trainer. I did see that. His trainer was <laughs> Colonel Sanders and P.K. Subban was a chicken. Was a chicken. Um, did you see the video on Insta? I didn't. Oh, my God. It's a close-up on his trainer, and he's like, I'm Colonel Sanders, and I'm looking for a chicken. P.K. is in the chicken costume, sitting on top of the stove, and his trainer... Whose name I don't know. He's PK's trainer. Um, PK's trainer. Pretends poor, to turn long-suffering dude. Pretends to turn the heat up on the stove, and PK jumps off of it, and all of a sudden you hear the freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night, <laughs> and they start dancing around the kitchen. I love me some PK's to ban. PK. This morning on Insta, he was like, "All right, what song will?" <laughs> Will my trainer not know the lyrics to that I have to make him sing in the car today? And did like a poll. It's just so bad. What? Who else had something fun? Um, like fucking Vladimir Tarasenko was. Oh, he did uh, Red Riding Hood with, they, his, wife, with his, his wife. He was the big bad wolf. And he was the big bad wolf, but he like shed he parts of like his grandma. costume throughout the course of the night so that it was just Vladimir Tarasenko in grandma's nightdress. <laughs> by the time pictures were being taken. Um, another really cute one was Bobrovsky was dressed as a bear and he was rummaging around in the cabinet. Like, Olya posted a video of him looking for honey. Orlov and 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 Varvara were um, the Alice in Wonderland and the and the hare, the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Dima could not have looked more fucking creepy. Like he was frightening. It was a good costume, but it looked frightening. It was ter- like it was really weird because his was so weirdly elaborate and hers was like really cheap. Mm-hmm. Probably because it needed to be like short and skinny. It was um, like, I'm going to spend $5 for this Alice costume, and then we're going to spend the rest of our Halloween costume budget on whatever the fuck he is. He was terrifying. The best one, as far as, like, makeup and costume were concerned, uh, was Groovy and Isabel. Yeah. Oh, they were awesome. They were they were Jack and, and um, oh, God, Sally. what's her name? Thank you. From uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which it was so good. Yeah, the makeup was incredible. So much so that Julie didn't know I who it was. Literally, Amy had to tell me it was Groovy. I couldn't tell. And then um, the Capitals, because I was extremely targeted content, the Washington Capitals did their team building at an axe throwing thing range. And that was in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. Well, it was in Whistler. Well, yeah, near Winnipeg. And there's never been any more targeted content towards me as Alex Ovechkin filmed from behind wearing flannel throwing an axe. 
I got the vapors. Yeah, Julie was pretty much inconsolable. I had to go lay down on the floor. Oh, you had to go lay down on the floor for Mr. Kristen Juice's Halloween costume, too, by the way. Oh, it was so good. I'm not going to repeat what I said about it, though. No. I didn't, but, say, it to, um, I, some I other didn't say it to you, and I'm not going to repeat it. Um, bad. All right. Well, he Redacted. and Andre, and who was the third person? I don't, I don't know. Okay, because I, well, then I'm glad, because I didn't recognize them. I don't know. But they, they all got in their newsy suits and <laughs> were Peaky Blinders people. And they had cigarettes dangling out of their mouths. Um, some of which were lit. No. Andre. Lit? Yes. Oh, Andre's because Andre's an idiot. I don't yeah. talk about Andre Burkowski. Let's get into our wrap up and uh, some listener questions. So. Okay. Now, our new favorite segment. Brian asks, why are the devils bad? Um, his question, which was originally asked last Thursday. So, <laughs> grain of salt here, people. Uh, will our good son, Jake... Jacob Verana, who Brian and I are co-parenting, continue to match the goal scoring of Nico and Tay-Tay combined. So, at the time Brian asked this, Jacob Verana had two goals, and Nico Heeshear and Taylor Hall combined had two goals. Um, the rest of Brian's question says, say something bad about our child, Jules, I dare you. Well, unfortunately, yeah, okay, Jacob now has three goals, but... Literally, while Amy and I were recording the original version of this podcast that we lost, he she scored twice. So, well, dun, 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 dun. so now that so that puts them to combined one goal ahead of Jacob Verona. Then they both scored on Saturday, so now they're three goals ahead of Jacob Verona. So unfortunately, I don't have anything bad to say about Jacob Verona, but I wish he could match their goal scoring combined. Because they're going to be, I would say they're going to be the highest goal scoring, goal highest number of goals scored on the team. But Kyle Palmieri is kind of slaying the game right now. Pretty much. Um, this, other, this has... Are West Coast road trips the worst thing ever? Or are they only the second worst thing ever? The Devils being the worst, obviously. Well, like, yeah, no, worst West Coast road trips are the worst thing ever. I have no desire to watch a hockey game that starts at 10 o'clock at night. And I won't most of the I, time. I, I sometimes do, but it depends on the matchup. Like, I, like, I, A, I'm not gonna. And B, the last time I tried to, the Capitals won, but I went to bed after the second period because I was like, nope, I'm done here. So, now. This point. has been Brian asks, why are the devils bad? P.S. They're not. <laughs> so our listener questions, we've got one from Lindsay that says, um, when will William Nylander return from the war? Hopefully before December 1st. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Maybe um, sooner now that Austin Matthews is hurt. Maybe, but I mean, the fact that Austin Matthews is hurt doesn't do a damn thing to change how much money the Leafs have. That's true, but... They're going to be looking to plug a hole. So maybe they'll get with the program, pay Nylander what he's asking for, plug the hole, and then trade him when Austin comes back. I mean, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to sign him and then trade him. Other people are going to be willing to pay him what he wants. Stop screwing him over. Holy shit. Lindsay's other question, because I'm not going to get into that, Again, because we've talked about it to death. Lindsay's other question is, just how good does Ovi smell? And, um, so good. So fucking good. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Yes, we've talked about this. Um, from from May, she my. asked my why do I always want to call her May? I don't know. Uh, she, you can yell at me, my later on. How many boutonnieres were fucked up at casino night? One so, that I took a tally of. You have to know the story from last year <sighs> is that Amy had to fix John Carlson's boutonniere because the shit was fucked up. It was falling off. It was flipped over. And, Amy, and not even Alex Chason, who is a better hockey player than Sidney Crosby, could fix it. Amy is a professional at fixing boutonnieres. I so, am. My mother was a florist. I was raised that way. Who's so I've uh, Koozies was fucked up. And I was sitting right next to him at the poker table. And I missed my opportunity to fix it. And I actually didn't realize that I had an opportunity until I saw the picture that I took of him sitting next to me at the poker table. And went, oh, shit, his boutonniere was fucked up. Um, Brayden Holtby's was completely off at one point in the night. And he was just carrying it around. Bless his little heart. I would have fixed it for him. I don't know if he was like done at that point in the night. Because Brandy was with him, so I don't know if he was like, oh, we're slipping out or what, but it was off. Poor Brayden. But you found John Carlson's was correct this year. Uh, yes, I did stop by. He was sitting playing poker with a few of the boys, and I stopped by and asked him if everything was okay. And he said yes, and that he would come find me if he needed me. <laughs> and he rolled his eyes at you. And he rolled his eyes at me, <laughs> because I'm sure he was like, yeah, there's that bitch again. Look, man, he did not know. He did not have a handle on it last year. No, he really didn't. Um, I mean, and I'm sure, in fact, in years past, I have seen, like, them in a little, like, preparation room beforehand when they, before they come into, like, the VIP thing, where they're having their boutonnieres put on for them. They don't do it themselves. So who fucked up John Carlson's boutonniere? Well, whoever was in, whatever female was in charge, because you know a man didn't do it. <laughs> Reshley asked, who is the best Swedish-born left wing in the game today, Landis Skog or Forsberg? So I know why this was asked now. The first time we recorded this, I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> I really, like, I'm not laughing is, at Julie. I'm laughing with Julie. This is Michael fucking trolling me. I yes. didn't. I was. I thought he was just fucking with me because I hate Forsberg and I'm irritated with Landeskog right now. And then it hit me. Marcus Johansson's a Swedish-born left wing, and he's hey, how about me? I'm so stupid. Um, <laughs> between Landeskog and Forsberg, Landeskog's the better left wing, Swedish-born left wing. But as you know, Marcus Johansson is the best player in the NHL, and you can fucking fight me. Our next question comes from Brian. Yes, Brian of Why Are the Devils Bad Fame, and it's, do we think the league has been deliberately slow in regards to Tom Wilson's appeal? When we talked about this last Thursday, it's now Monday, we said yes, and I still think that that was kind of I the still, case. Because I still think it is. At this point, he, he has missed 12 games. No, by, yeah, at this point, he has missed 12 games. And by um, the time they go before the arbitrator, he will ha he'll have missed twelve games. Is what the point was, yeah. because the thirteenth game is on on the first. So I kind of feel like they're dragging their feet because they think the arbitrator is going to reduce it, and they want to make sure that he misses as many games as, as many possible games as they can keep him out. Well, yeah, and if it even gets reduced, like if it gets reduced to ten games, then that's just money he's going to get back. But it's still games he's missed. Right. Even if they do have to back pay him, he's out the games. No, it's just going to be less money he owes them because they front paid him. So mm. He's going to have to dole out money. Psst. Tom's been writing the big checks. 
fucking idiot. Yep. I don't want to talk about Tom Wilson anymore. I'm done. Okay. Um, Karen asks if we support human mascot relationships. Well, Karen, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> but I see you, you fucking furries. I know. Karen, I think Karen secretly wants to get down with Gritty. I think that's true. I think our love for Gritty has been kind of overwhelming. She just didn't know what hit her. Hoggles mm-hmm. are real. I'm telling you. Um, also from Karen, has the performance of Walker and other new slash young players confirmed that Beryl was not great? Um, we knew that Barry was not great when it came to regarding pl- younger player development. And I'm, I'm, I'm not super happy with Reardon currently. No, neither am I on that front. Um, because what happened was... <laughs> oh, God. What ha- happened was... What ha- happened was... <laughs> Brooks Orpic was traded away, bought out by the Avalanche, and then we re-signed him for a much smaller amount of money. Now, logically, what should happen is Orpic should get scratched some games. Not However, all games. Some games. Not every game. Not most games. But some games. Because Brooks Orpic's 38 goddamn years old, and he's not Yarmir Yager. No. On no. many levels subsists purely on big dick energy. So what happened was Christian Juice got scratched in favor of Madison Bowie going in, which doesn't make sense to me. Especially after he was being such a good goaltender. (laughs) Well, Um, apparently his statistics are better than the eye test. But to me, the logical move would be and I know this is not how hockey works. You don't split up your defense pairings. That's your defense partner. Y'all are stupid. Hey, is that Jamie Ben talking about defense <laughs> yes. pairings? Yes. What they, oh, I would do, but I am not an NHL coach, would be to put Juice back up with Carlson and pair Bowie with Kempney and scratch Orpic so you can get both the young kids in and then put fucking Orpic back later. Like, why is this hard? Why does it always got to be Brooks fucking Orpic? But good God, I don't want to see Juice and Bowie out there together. No, but you could move some people around. And exactly. God damn it. What we, exactly what we asked not, for not to happen actually ended up happening. And was that the Oilers game where it was Bowie Orpic? No, that was Calgary. Madison Bowie got hurt, too. Yes, he did. He took one for the down team. He the puck and he got speared in the ribcage for it. So, we're back on our bullshit. I do like that Reardon finally put Verona on the top line. Yes, I do like that move, too. I don't Um, like that he put Burakovsky on the second line. Yeah, agree. But I also think maybe he needed to spread out the dudes who were snake bit a little. Probably. I'd really like to see Walker get some more ice time. You know, I asked Peter at Russian Machine before the season even started, who's going to get more games this season, Walker or Orbic? And I don't like how the trend is headed so far. Well, they keep putting Yashkin in, and I am not impressed, my dudes. No, me neither. Although all of the all of this all of the smoking out Kokens of the world are like, he's really coming into form, and he looks a lot better than when he first came on. And I'm like, sure. Am I fucking hallucinating? He's not as good as Nathan Walker. I'm sorry, he's just not. Am I an idiot? Like I, this makes no sense to me. This is not what I would do. Yeah, no more Walker. But I'm not an NHL coach. Move Burkowski down to the back down to the third line. Fourth line. I'd move him to the fourth line. Mm. I don't think he needs to be up 
in Snakebite City with Brett Connolly. Well, you put Chenandler down with Brett and and Lars. Oh, okay. And then, well, but then where would you put Walker? Walker's fourth liner. Walker's a fourth liner. Nathan right. Walker goes on the fourth line. That's it. That's all. So, yeah. Then you put Berkey down with, with Connolly and, and Lars. And you put Chenandler with Ocean Backy. I'd like to see And that. you put Walker in on the fourth line. I'd like to see little Steve go with uh, Backy in. I would too. I think it happened a, a couple of times during the playoff run for some I'm sure ungodly it did, reason. I don't remember it. But yeah, I think that would be that would be good. Keep Veron up top, put Chenandler on the second line, put Berkey back on the third, and make him figure out his shit. And um, I mean, he scored finally. Yeah, that's when he was on the fourth line, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Oh no, that's when they moved him back up. I was like, wasn't it's, it literally Saturday? Yeah, because we both yelled. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Um, if you ever want to see something really funny, put a camera in Julie's car while we're listening to a hockey game. We yell just as much at the radio as we do at TV. Yes. And I, it's and just while I'm swerving in and out of traffic. In the rain. In the rain. And the wind. While eating Wawa. Yes. So next time, our next home game is against Dallas. Um, I do hey. have a tradition for Caps Stars games. And that yeah. tradition involves a, a bovine piece of clothing. <laughs> I have a Jamie Benn jersey. Every time I have worn it to a Caps Stars game, the Caps have won. This includes games in Dallas and in D.C., so we'll see. So catch me at uh, Capital One wearing a fucking Stars jersey and cheering for the Capitals. Probably have yes, one. because at some point she will just have the jersey on. She will not have what? her sweater on over it because she gets hot. Oh. Usually because I'm drunk. If you want to ask us questions, please hit us up on Twitter at PuckerUpPod. We would be happy to answer them unless they're about what goaltender interference is, in which case we don't know. We also do not know what um, um, offsides is and sometimes icing. Sometimes you think you know. I know what it is in theory. In practice, not so much. Anyway, if you have uh, any topics you want to cover, any questions you want to ask, anything you want to hear us ramble on about, feel free and to And don't ask wait us. till we ask you. Ask us. Yeah. Go on your listening platform of choice, SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, give us a little thumbs up. Give us a little... Uh, review. Review. Give us five stars. Tell us how much you love us. Tell all your friends. Tweet about us. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Tweet about us, tweet at us, and then we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye.